Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Welcome back. Hashem, back in business. And uh, Chewy, thank you again for hosting. This is Behar, really appreciate. Our learning tonight should be Le'elu Nishmat Avraham ben Le'ah, Chewy's father. I didn't know Chewy's father personally, but through Chewy, I've gotten to know him very well. Baruch Hashem, and really a special man. And our learning tonight should be Le'elu Nishmato. And uh, yeah, he should only have Nachat from his children and grandchildren, Shamayim, which should be all a constant source of Aliyah for him. I want to discuss a topic tonight, a very interesting topic that I think is very applicable also. Question that I had this year that I haven't had in past years. Every year you go through the Pasha, and if you look at it, you try your best at least to look at it with a fresh pair of eyes, there's things that you see, there's things that you learn that you wouldn't learn, you didn't learn last year, or two years ago, or ten years ago. Look, Hashem, Torah is infinite, it goes beyond number, beyond calculation. And it's an amazing thing that that's the way it works. So there was a question that I had this year that I'd like to present. I'll tell you first my father's shot on this topic, and then I'll, sh- I'll share with you something that I thought to add. Just, to, I think, a very, very interesting idea. <coughs> we're going to focus in, actually, in the last few parshiot. That's really what we're going to focus in on over here. For the last few parshiot, we've been discussing the story of Yaakov. Really, that's really what we've been focused on. We're not going to get so much into Vayishlach. It's not as applicable, although it definitely ties in. Remember the story in, in Toldot. We have the incident where Yaakov, you could say, steals the brachot from Esav to some degree, or he acts in a certain way. He was deserving, certainly, but he takes the brachot, Esav gets upset. Okay? And Esav's so upset that he wants to kill his brother Yaakov. He wants to kill him. So ya- Yaakov's parents tell him, look, your brother wants to kill you. It's not a good situation. Go somewhere else. Where do they tell him to go? Charan. You need to get married anyways. You have cousins there. They married cousins. That's who they married. Mm-hmm. Go, ma- go get married in Haran. Find your cousin. And that's eventually what happens. So Toldot finishes with this instruction. And the natural thing would be Yaakov leaves his parents and goes to get married, finding the wife that they've instructed him to do. That's what should happen. And if you would learn the Torah without any chazal, without any gemara, that's what you would assume happened. Because it says, in the beginning of parashat, Vayetzeh, the next week, the next parashat says, Vayetzeh Yaakov mi be'er shava, Vayel charana. He left be'er shava, which was where his parents lived, and he went to Haran, and then we have the whole incident where he finds Rachel, and then Leah, and then he gets married, and the children, and all of that. So, without any chazal, without any of our rabbis teaching us the secrets of the Torah, we would say, that's what happened. He left his parents, he, le- he heeded their instruction, he went on his way, and he went to Haran to get married. Beautiful. However, the Gemara tells us that there was an incident that occurred between the end of Parashat Toldot and the beginning of Vayetzeh that's not written clearly in the Torah, and is only deduced via implication. But it's an event that nonetheless happened. The Chazal tell us that there is a 14-year gap, which we're going to get to in a minute, the cheshbon of that in a moment, that is unaccounted for in the life of Yaakov, 
And those 14 years occurred between being sent away from his parents and actually arriving in Haran to find the wives that he was meant to find. And we know what did he, what did he do during those 14 years. Chazal tell us. He sat in the yeshiva of Aver and he learned Torah. We know that. But how do we know that? It doesn't say it clearly. It does not say it anywhere clearly. Okay. So the Gemara makes a whole cheshbon. And this cheshbon has far-reaching implications to the degree that there's actually halacha derived from this drasha. Again, it's not miforash. It's not clear in the psukim at all. There is a calculation, which I'll show you in a moment what that is. Based on the calculation, we actually learn halachot. So let's go through that calculation for a moment. What happened during these 14 years? How do we even know there were 14 years? So really... Like I said, it's the Gemara and Megillah, and Rashi at the end of Chai Sarah, and the end of Toldot, he shows us how we come to that calculation. So at the end of Chai Sarah, the Psukim teach us, it's the, the parsha before, it says, the years of Yishmael were 137. Okay, Yishmael, we know Yishmael, the older brother of Yitzchak, he lived 137 years. So comes Rashi, and he tells us this is unnecessary information. We don't care how long Yishmael lived. That's not important for the Torah storyline. So why does the Torah tell us how long Yishmael lived? Okay, point number one. At the end of Toldot, we have another point where the, where the Psukim leave off. It says, Esav went after Yaakov had received the brachot and he married a daughter of Ishmael. Okay, Esav married a daughter of his uncle, meaning his cousin, a daughter of Ishmael. There's a complicated family tree over here. But Esav married... The daughter of his uncle, uh, Ishmael, he married his cousin. Fine. Good. First cousin. First cousin. First cousin. Yeah, that's what, that's what uh, today, genetic problems, I wouldn't necessarily encourage it. But the point is, everyone did. We all did. We all did. Okay. So what we know from the end of Chai Sarah is that Ishmael lived for 137 years. We know the end of Toldot that Esav married the daughter of Ishmael, and as Rashi speaks out, Based on the calculation, he, Rashi deduces that is the year Ishmael passed away. So comes the Gemara in Megillah and makes the following cheshbon. This is not a hard calculation. I'm not a mathematician by any stretch of the imagination. So bear with me for a few numbers for a minute. Listen to the numbers. We know that Ishmael was how many years older than Yitzchak? 14. 14. Because Yishmael was born when Avraham was 86. Yitzchak was born when Avraham was 100. So Yishmael is 14 years older than Yitzchak. How many years older is Yitzchak than Yaakov? 60. Because Yaakov was born when Yitzchak was 60. Good. Which means if the year, let's just get this, if the year that Yitzchak gives the brachot to Yaakov is the same year that Yishmael dies, that means that that year Yishmael was 137, which is the end of Chai Sarah. How old was Yitzchak when he gave the blessings to Yaakov? Well, he was 14 years younger. So how, many, how old was he? Actually, 13 years younger. 123. So that means Yitzchak gave the brachot to Yaakov when Yitzchak was 123. Okay, so far so good. How old was Yaakov when he received the brachot? Well, he was 60 years younger than Yitzchak, which means he was 63. So ya Yaakov was 63 when he received the brachot. Now bear with me for another minute or two. We know how many years was it from when Yaakov started working till Yosef was born? 14. Okay, 14 years. 
The 14th year, which was the 7 and 7, he worked to marry Rachel and Leah, which he was flipped. That's a story there. Fine. So Yosef was born 14 years later, which would place Yaakov at being how old, assuming there's no 14-year gap. If you add 63 to 14, is 77. Okay, good. That means Yosef was born then. How old was Yosef when he was sold to Mitzrayim or sold off? 17. So what's 17 plus 77? We're up now to 94. Thank you. 94. How many years was Yosef away from his father Yaakov? 17 years. What's that? 22 years. What's 22 plus 94? What's 22 plus 94? 116. So when Yaakov comes down to Mitzrayim and meets up with Paro, how old should he say that he is? 116. The problem is, when Yaakov comes down to Mitzrayim, he says, I'm 130. So says the Gemara Megillah, you see, by deduction from the years of Ishmael and Esau marrying Ishmael's daughter, there's 14 years that are unaccounted for. Must be, when he left his parents, he sat and learned Torah for 14 years. That's the Cheshbon. No, we, we have full faith. Don't worry. Yosef, we're not going to chas v'shalom say anything like that tonight. Quite the opposite. But the question is twofold. Question number one. If you want to tell me... Oh, sorry. Before we even go there. And the Gemara says from this we learn a halacha. We know that Yaakov was punished because he didn't do kibbut ava'im those years that he was away from his parents. How many years was he away from his parents? 36. He was actually away for 36. And for every year he was punished, Yosef was taken away for him, from, from him mm-hmm. later in the future. How many years was Yosef taken away from him? For 22. So says the Gemara, why wasn't he punished for 36? Why? Because those 14 years he sat and learned Torah. Gadol Talmud Torah Yoter Mikibud Avvaim. Study of Torah is more important than honoring your father and mother. I'm not making this up. It's the Gemara. And the Gemara says, therefore, he was not punished for the 14 years that he learned Torah because that's a, he got a patur. <laughs> he got an exemption. He is not punished because he was learning Torah for those 14 years. So this calculation actually has real halachic ramifications. Okay, clear. That's the Gemara. Yeah, what do you want to say? Is that what you say, Talmud Torah connected to love? So therefore, you are being even if it's not. That could be true, but I think it's probably a little more complicated. But yeah, it could be true. So now, what emerges is, the Gemara says, by writing the years of Yishmael, by writing the fact that Esav married Yishmael's daughter, we deduce there's a 14-year gap in Yaakov's life. Chazal tell us, which we accept based on tradition, those 14 years was after he left his parents, before he went to get married, and he was studying Torah, and it teaches us a halacha, Talmud Torah is greater than Kibbut Avvaim. Beautiful. Now let me ask you a question, Fedra. The Torah wanted to teach me this halacha. It wanted to teach me that Talmud Torah is greater than Kibbut Avvaim. The Torah wanted to teach me Yaakov studied Torah for 14 years. Just say it clearly. Just say it clearly. Rashi says, instead what happens is, the end of Toldot, the end of Chai Sarah, it tells us seemingly completely unimportant information. Yishmael's years and Esav marrying Yishmael's daughter, which we don't need to know, other than the fact that Yaakov studied Torah for 14 years. So just, st- just say clearly, Yaakov went and studied Torah in the yeshiva of Ever for 14 years, and I'll deduce the same halacha without any level of complication. 
Now, to be fair, there's many things we learn out of even one letter or one word different. But here the Torah goes out of its way to state the years of Yishmael, which is unnecessary, to state that Esav married the daughter of Yishmael, which was unnecessary, in order that we could deduce backwards there's a 14-year gap in Yaakov's life, and then we accept rabbinic tradition that he learned Torah for 14 years. It would be less words. Just say he sat and learned Torah for 14 years, and then you deduce the same halacha without as much complication. Okay, granted, I wouldn't have a class to give tonight if I would have done that. But that's not why the Torah wrote it. Why would the Torah write it in such an ambiguous, backwards way? Say it clearly. Say it clearly. He sat and learned Torah for 14 years. And you deduce the same halacha, the same conclusions, and it's just easier for us to learn and to study that. It's a very strong, that is a very strong question. So I, I, I threw this question around. What, what, what did I say? Who wasn't sure? In other words, the theory of the 14 years studying Torah, they didn't have any, you know, any proof in the theory. The problem is, if Chazal tells us in a Gemara, we take that as fact. <coughs> Unless it says we're not sure. They don't say we're not sure. They say this is what happened. So that back to the question. So say it clearly in the Torah. Let, why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu write clearly in the Torah? He studied Torah for 14 years. Now again, there are times we learn out from vague things, but that's because the Torah tries to write less letters and less words than more. Here it writes more and it's more complicated. So write it straight, simple. He left his parents, he studied Torah for 14 years, and then he went to uh, Yeshivat Ever. So I asked a bunch of people this question. It's different answers. It was very interesting. I thought it was a very eye-opening question. Yeah, yeah go ahead. See, when his parents told him to go to Iraq to no. make a wife, yeah. it's like a mother tell her, tell her kids, go outside and get me a milk. Yeah. She doesn't tell him the sweater because it's cold, put a jacket because it's raining. So going to learn Torah is part of him going, Beautiful. going to get his Amazing. parents. It's Amazing. not like he did it. So what you just good. said, I think, answers my second question that I'm about to po pose, and I'll tie in what you just yeah, said, Mamash, what you just said. Beautiful. What? Yeah, just one second. The second question is, first of all, say it clearly, and secondly, we don't even know that he studied Torah. Chazal are telling us in tradition that's what he was doing. If the Torah would have just said he went and studied Torah for 14 years, it's clear there's a 14-year gap, and it's clear that he was studying Torah. And you don't have to write unnecessary information, i.e. the years of Yishmael and Esau marrying Yishmael's daughter. So say those two points. Really, it's two questions. Say that there was a 14-year period and say that he studied Torah and then you don't have to have any of these drashot. So why didn't it say it clearly like that? So what do you want to say, my friend? They, they both get it all together because the Shibud Domain was part of the Nibut Torah. What is that? What is that? How does that answer when the question? Went to, when he went to the Shem and he learned Torah, it was part I'm not sure well, that's true. On his way, uh, so I don't know if that's kibbutz Orim, though. I don't know if that's true. Okay, so that's that's you know, okay. I, I understand that. I don't know if it's true. That's part of the kibbutz Orim. Kibbutz Orim was to listen to his parents' instruction. Go get married. Go get married. Yeah, the opposite. If anything, that's not listening to his parents. Let me tell you what my father wanted to answer. Let me tell you what my father wanted to answer. 
Well, Rashi seems to say not. It's the same sequence as the Yezusar who teaches something specifically. But Rashi says it didn't need to say that. And it's interesting because Rashi and the Gemara says he was a Rasha, which is fascinating because Rashi and Chumash say he did two at the end of his life. So I don't know. Rashi doesn't learn that way. Sometimes you read things like it doesn't make sense because it's very simple. This and this and this. Correct. That's it. Correct. So I'm not surprised that he is. So look, if you're saving words, I'm with you. But if you're not saving words, you're adding words and making it less obvious. That's different. All right, all right. You'll give this your after. Don't worry. Say one thing and that's it. So my father wanted to say it's not like this. Okay, Yosef. She will say me after the fact. My father wants to say pshat like this. He wanted to suggest as follows. Had the Torah just said, Yaakov went and studied Torah, said clearly, he went and studied Torah, we would have known that Yaakov studied Torah. So we have historical tidbit. Yaakov went after he left his parents, and he went to study Torah. Now, nothing about that grabs your attention. It's just like anything else in the lives of our great ancestors, of Amitzak and Yaakov, we're learning about what they did. Now, you could derive things from what they did, but it doesn't necessarily tell you we should copy what they did. What do I mean by that? We're learning a halacha from this. We're learning from this, just as Yaakov allowed, utilized Torah as a tour that he didn't have to do kibbutz va'em. so there is such a halacha. I'm not getting into the details of that because it's a little complicated in application practically. But there is a concept. A person can study Torah at the expense of not de- doing Kibbutz Avaim. So no, look up in the Shulchan Aruch how this is applied. Good. But not for tonight. Had the Torah said straight out that he went to study Torah for 14 years, so we'll say that's what Yaakov did. But not necessarily could you apply that to the later generations. But what does the Torah do? It writes completely unnecessary information to allow us to focus in, to grab our attention and say, why is it writing the years of Yishmael? Why is it telling us that Esav married the daughter of Yishmael during that year when Yishmael passed away? So by grabbing our attention, it causes us to make the conclusion, not only did Yaakov Avinu utilize that heter to learn Torah and therefore not do kibbutz Avaim, but that it's also equally applicable to future generations. So essentially, my father's suggesting is, that by writing it in a roundabout way, it grabs our attention in a so as to say is it's not only for Yaakov Avinu, but it's also a tour that we can utilize practically today as well. Now, I wanted to mention that, but now I'm going to tell you a different idea altogether. All right, yes, that's fine. It's a fascinating thing, and we have to ask ourselves. Why is Yaakov going to learn Torah? Suddenly he leaves his parents and he goes to learn Torah. You're supposed to go get married. What are you going to learn Torah for? What are you doing? That was the answer I gave you before. <laughs> Why are you going to learn Torah all of a sudden? Your parents told you to get married, so go get married. Why are you stopping? You make a 14-year break, and then you're going to get married. What's that all about? So what I want to suggest is like this. Perhaps... By allowing us to deduce this 14-year gap in Yaakov's life that we otherwise wouldn't have realized, the Torah is highlighting for us what he was trying to accomplish in those 14 years. What do I mean by that? How do we know that there's a 14-year gap? Based on the fact that we calculate the years of Yishmael 
and the fact that Esav married the daughter of Ishmael. Ishmael died at that point in his life. Yaakov knew he was going, what you could call it, going to diaspora. He was going to Chutzalaret. He was going to Galut. He's leaving his parents. He's going off on his own. And this is going to be a travels that will take him throughout the rest of his life. The Psukim are telling us he understood, I'm going to have to deal with a Yishmael. I'm going to have to deal with a Esav who's marrying the daughter of Yishmael. And say Chazal, based on the calculation, that's where we deduce the 14 years. It doesn't say it explicitly that he went to learn Torah, but we deduce that there's a 14-year gap based on a calculation utilizing the life of Ishmael, <coughs> utilizing a calculation of the life of Esav. Why does it do that? Because it tells us what Yaakov decided to do in this 14-year interim in his life was to prepare himself to deal with a Ishmael, to deal with a Esav. And I'll, and I'll show you a raya, a proof to what I'm saying. Because when we have the whole dream with the sulam, the whole dream with the ladder, what does Yaakov say to Hashem? Hashem, I'm asking you, protect me from getting killed by Esav. Hashem, protect me from getting influenced to do Averot by the trickster Lavan. We find it was on the forefront of Yaakov's mind. Exactly, it comes up many examples. It was on the forefront of his mind. I need to prepare myself for the challenges that will be my reality. Dealing with a Yishmael, dealing with a Yisav, dealing with a Levan. So how do we know there was a 14-year gap? By virtue of their lives, because that's what the preparation was for, to deal with those people. Really, in a greater sense, to deal with the challenges of life. So now that I know the 14-year gap was meant to be a prep, for dealing with Yishmael, Esav, Lavan, these people, based on the numbers coming from their lives, Chazal say, well, what did he obviously do during those years? What did he do to prepare himself to deal with the trickster Lavan, to deal with the murderer Esav, to deal with Yishmael, until Bezman, What did he do? So say Chazal, it's obvious what he did. The Gemara in Masechet Kiddushin tells us, Barati Yetzer Hara, I created the challenges of life. And what did I create? Barati Torah I created the Torah as the resolution for it. Chazal understood it's Pasha that he went to learn Torah because that is the greatest solution for dealing with the challenges of life. I said over this board to somebody and he told me that apparently he's a medrash or it's brought down in Svarim. What did he learn those 14 years? Torah Chutzel Aretz. I don't know what that means exactly, but it meant he studied the Torah, how to deal with Chutzalah Aretz, how to deal with leaving his parents, going off into exile, having to deal with all of the challenges that would come his way in the form of Esav the murderer, uh, Ramai the Lavan, Ishmael, Lalenu till today. That's what he was doing those 14 years. So the Pshad Chazal understood Everything is in the Torah. He went to study Torah to know how to deal with them. And by the way, we know he figured it out. In each incident, we find that he used that Torah, the perspective of Torah, to deal with them. Just a few examples. We know when he gets to Haran, he has this interaction. It's also, Gemara Megillah tells us, he starts talking to Rachel. Rachel says, you know, my father's a trickster. He's a, he's a con man. He's going to pull a fast one on you. And Yaakov says back to him, Achiv I'm his brother in trickery. How is he his brother in trickery? Where did that come from? He studied Torah. Meaning he learned from the Torah how to deal with a con man. 
That's part of Torah. He's about to meet up with Esav in the beginning of Parashat Vayishlach, and he has a whole order of preparations of what to do. He does three things. What does he do? He sends gifts, he prays, he fights, he prepares for war. There's an entire cheshbon involved. Where does this come from? From the Torah. Where did that come from? For 14 years he was sitting and learning Torah. So he prepared himself to deal with every challenge that would come his way. And then he has to deal with the incident with the brothers selling Yosef. And then Paroi Mitzrayim. He dealt with everything based on the 14 years that he prepared himself there because everything is in the Torah. We've, we've been learning recently in Tanith, and we see this so beautifully. Everything is in the Torah. Anything we need, any advice, direction in life, because Torah is ultimately a life, a, a life-giving guidance. That's what it is. We've been learning about the calendar and astronomy in Masechet Tanith. You learn other Masechetot, you learn about uh, history and about refuah, about medicine. And sometimes we look at it and it seems a little bit odd and strange, but it's all there. Anything we need is there, how to deal with any situation. And therefore Chazal understood if he was preparing himself to deal with these challenges of life, obviously he was studying Torah. Because barati etzerah, barati Torah tavlin lo. If you're going to deal with the challenges of life, you have to learn how to deal with those from the Torah. So of course for 14 years he was studying Torah. That's obvious. It comes out partial. That's what he was doing. And I think there's a tremendous lesson. I'll finish and then anyone wants to add, please, afterwards. There's a tremendous lesson that emerges from this. Chazal understood, first of all, Chazal, everything that they said and calculated was perfect, amazing. But more than that is there's many things we all deal with on personal challenges. As a nation, we deal with challenges. Everything is in the Torah. Everything is there. Any question, any debate, it's been posed and challenged. I just heard a shir from my father. I was listening to him. He said, you know, 3,000 years ago, when the other people were swinging off trees, our great rabbis were in a base medrash somewhere arguing about the intricacies of the moon. And that's what it was. That was the reality. So today, we sit in the Beit Midrash and we argue about the calendar. And about, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Shezachinu. We're so zochet to that. It's not a simple thing at all. Shreinu matov chalkeinu. But everything is there. And therefore, the more we learn Torah, the more we study Torah, even if it might appear to be things that are not so lemaaseh, so practical, it gives us a greater perspective of God's chokhmah in the world, and it will be applicable in situations that might come up later. What situations? I don't know. But it'll help guide us through situations. That's why we have rabbis, we have da'at Torah. They're influenced by the Torah. They can guide us. Zat Hashem, which would be zocheh, to always be able to make decisions in life with all the challenges that come our way as individuals, as communities, as a nation, always with Da'at Torah, the perspective of Torah. And with that, we won't have sveikot. We'll have total clarity. And again, it should be Le'ilu Nishmat Avam Ben Le'ya. And it should be a big bracha for the Bear family as well. Thank you, everybody, for participating.